Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Local area athletes and celebrities are teaming up to help daughters against Alzheimer's in the fight to end Alzheimer's. Listen in as John Chuckery has all the action covered as players battle it out at Top Golf Midtown for the Forget Alls event on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Here's John Chuckery. We welcome you to Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It is the John Chuckery Show. Tonight we are live here at Top Golf in town. We've got a great event going on here. It is the Forget Alzheimer's event tonight, brought to you by the Daughters Against Alzheimer's. In fact, all the proceeds will benefit the signature event of Daughters Against Alzheimer's, their Battle for the Brain, which raises funds for Emory's uh, Alzheimer's Disease and Research Center and supports unrestricted research relating to digital and traditional uh, biomarkers so that we can detect and treat Alzheimer's and dementia in their earliest stages. So we're going to be with you here all night long, full four, like we always do. The Odyssey app is how you catch us when you are on the go. Social media, you can find us at 929 The Game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, give us a follow on our personal Twitter pages. I am at JMCH316. That, of course, is your water cooler talking points three to six months in advance of anybody else that is out there. Uh, back at the ranch producing the show. Who do we have back there tonight? Who's producing? Who's who's? We have a producer back there. Oh, Dylan. Dylan. Who? Who? Huh? Dylan. Who? Dylan. Dylan. Oh, it's not Jarvis. Who? Who's back there? I'm back. Do I know who? Do I know who this is? You know who this Dylan. is. That's you. It's me. Huh? I'm back. Wow. Well, I, I didn't. I thought maybe you quit. No, I'm still here. I love working here, man. I love oh, working with vacation. you, Chuck. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> I, I I apologize. You had. You had a bunch of soccer games you had to handle first and everything before you started producing the show. So I get it. I understand. That's fine. So <laughs> anyway, we've uh, we got a lot to get into here. All right. So here's what we got going on. Let's set the table for you, okay? So we've got a whole bunch of former Braves players. We got NFL stars. We got a whole bunch of folks that over the first couple of hours of the show, starting at 7:20. So 7:20, we're going to talk to Andrew Jones. He is hosting the event. He's doing all the MC tonight for the event. So he is the uh, the host for all of this. So He's going to join us starting at 7.20, and uh, we're going to talk to all kinds of former Braves and all kinds of former NFL players. So we're going to be loaded up with interviews here the first couple of hours uh, of the show. So it's going to be a lot of fun. 
very cool event. Um, of course, you know, Top Golf is a this is a great location. Uh, obviously, I've I've been to both of these here, the one in Alpharetta uh, as well. So um, I guess you can still get tickets. Go to TopGolf.com, get your tickets and and come on by. But um, it's going to be a lot of fun tonight. It's for a great cause, raising money for uh, Daughters Against the Alzheimer's, and um, we're happy to be a part uh, of the event here this evening. So we're going to talk to a whole bunch of folks here coming up uh, early on in the show we also uh, have the braves who are off tonight speaking of uh, braves uh, former and current atlanta braves braves of course off tonight after beating up the low-life dreadful god-awful pittsburgh pirates those that fee bag scuzz bag organization that is the pirates but anyway uh they took care of business last night day off tonight and then of course they are going to be starting a nice weekend series in Saints. look this is where you get flea bag organizations and things like that but you know they're going to have their hands full in st louis and look st louis arguably has two of the what the top five mvp candidates in the league right now Right. Arenado, Freddie Freeman, Austin Riley. Arenado is right into that mix as well. You know, he's not that power stroke. Look, that's all I can get. 700 right now, right? He, he's in his He's chasing down. He wants to get to that 700 number. So here's what you got to make sure. You don't let an outward beat you this weekend. You don't let him beat you this weekend. You don't let him get out. It's one thing if Goldschmidt or Arnold will get a hold of one, but you don't let Albert Poole do out there, right? So, you know, outside of that, their offense is pretty pedestrian. I mean, Goldschmidt and Arnado have been so good this year, and you mix in a little bit of Albert Pujols. Other than that, their offense has been pedestrian, and their pitching staff is okay. You know, they have a couple of guys that they've used at, at closer, you know, this year. Um, uh, Mikalos, I think is how you pronounce it. You know, he's been okay as a starter. He's got 10 wins, but he's got 10 losses. Adam Wainwright's pitching. He's four years old, but he's 9-9. Nine and nine. He's got a really good ERA at 3-11, but he's 9-9 nine and nine on the season. So this will be a very interesting series for the Braves, who are red hot. And, of course, they are red hot as well. So very much a well-deserved night off for the Atlanta Braves as they get ready to take on the Cardinals. Um, there are who are leading the division right now, the New York Mets. They've got the Colorado Rockies, Colorado Rockies that are in starting a series with them, as uh, Kelsey Wingard is over here uh, rooting for the Rockies uh, over there. But uh, they start a series with the uh, with the Mets uh, tonight. So we'll keep up to date about what's going on. Uh, obviously, Braves right now, game and a half uh, out of the division lead. And um, look, you know, a, a win here, a win there, they can close this thing pretty quickly uh, off of uh, all of it. So uh, we'll keep up to date about what goes on with the New York Mets here this evening. Uh, Tour Championship, getting things cranked up and going as well. Of course, we've been uh, out there all day long covering all things with the Tour Championship. And um, I've said, I love this event. Um, you know, I, I, I love, I'm not so, I'm not as crazy about the format and the setup 
with the way they do the staggered scoring. I understand why. There's so much money involved. You want the best players to have the best chance to get a victory out there, right? But Scotty Scheffler right now, he's at 15 under. He's got a he's got a five stroke lead after uh, after uh, five stroke lead, if you will, over um, what what is it? Uh, Shoffley. That's a that's a ten under. Fitzpatrick is nine under. Neiman is eight under. And Cantlay, who's the defending champion, he's at eight under as well. So, uh, look, they set this thing up so that the money is more likely to go in the top players' hands, right? And, and that's why they do it, you know, the staggered score and all that kind of stuff. But it is a great event. We've got all your coverage out there. We had it all day long today. We're going to have it all day long uh, tomorrow for you uh, as well out of Eastlake. But a great event going on there all weekend long. So, And this event here that we're at tonight, this kind of ties in with what's going on with the Tour Championship. We are going to talk to some folks that are executives for the Tour Championship here as well because it's all tying in together and this is going to be one of those things that they're going to try to expand this event even bigger and better come next year right so uh we got a great event going on here at top golf in uh, midtown uh benefiting alzheimer's research daughters uh, against alzheimer's and um you know we got a, a good crowd we're going to have a lot of fun here tonight i'm excited because we're going to talk to a lot of former braves and stuff and we'll get their thoughts i mean uh, already had a chance to meet brad plants and talk to him for a minute i mean we'll get everybody's thoughts about where this team is at right and i've said look i think the braves are i think the braves are better right now than they were a year ago and and not just because of pieces that are here in place right you didn't have you didn't have ronald acuna last year right you, you have azuna this year but you may not want him uh here this year but you you i think that they are a better team and we saw last night kyle wright who went to 16 and 5 last night now think about Think about they. the Braves have not had a guy win 20 games in a season since the 2003 team. And guess who that was? Dylan, do you know who in 2003 won 20 games for the Braves? Let's see if you know this or not. I'm going to say the way you said it makes it sound like it's not like Smoltz, Maddox, or Glavin. Um, but I'm going to nope. say, oh, it's not. Nope. It's, it's none of them? Oh, goodness. Yeah, I have no idea. Then. Nope. You gotta go. You gotta dig deep. It's Russ Ortiz. I would have never. Is the last that. guy to win 20 games for the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, and so look, nobody would have. And he had an ERA that was almost four. I don't. I would simply say it was like 3.8 or something like that was what his ERA was that season. So he's the last guy. And that 2003 team was when I tell you it was loaded. Remember, that's the team. Chipper played left. Andrew played center. Sheffield was in right field. Um, they were just loaded offensively, right? Marcus Giles was playing uh, second base. What do you have, like 50 doubles or something crazy that year? But I think they won, I want to say, and I don't have the record in front of me, I want to say it was, I don't know, uh, 103, 105 wins or something like that for the Braves. They were a 100-plus win team that year. And they could certainly be a 100-plus win team this year as well. But Russ Ortiz is the last guy to win 20 games. And, look, Kyle Wright's got plenty of starts that he's still got to, to go. So, look, he's going to win 20. I don't know how he's going to lose enough games to not get 20 victories out there. He's been outstanding. If I if I told you at the beginning of the year uh, 101, okay, there you go. I was pretty close. I said 100, 305. So um, if I told you on your bingo card that Kyle Wright would already have 16 wins and be 16-5 and five on the season, I don't think anybody saw that coming, right? Nobody saw him coming and doing what he's done this year. And that's why I think part of why I think the Braves are better this year is those two guys at the very top of the rotation, right, Max Fried and Kyle Wright. That's as good a duo as there is in, in baseball right now, right? The Dodgers, I know, they've got Gonsolin you know, and Anderson, 
Those guys are really good, but I'll take my chances with Max Fried and Kyle Wright right now in any playoff series. Why would you not take your chances with those two guys? And then the depth of the lineup, I think that's the other thing too, is just how deep the lineup is that's out there. And we talked about the Braves are going to have a lot of decisions as far as their roster goes. And everybody keeps, and again, I'll say this because we normally say it a little bit later in the show, but I'll say it early. For everybody that keeps texting me and tweeting me and this, that, and the other, well, just put Grissom out left field. Okay, this isn't beer league softball. This isn't you and cater at 3 o'clock in the afternoon for a doubleheader on a Saturday afternoon, and you're going for beers and burgers afterward, okay? It's a little bit more difficult than this guy's never played outfield in Major League Baseball. You're neck deep in a pennant race. You're trying to overtake the Mets, right? You don't just stick a guy out there and hope for the Well, work with Ron Washington. It just doesn't happen in an afternoon session. Even when Chipper took over in left field in, what was that, 2002, I think, when he took over, when they brought Vinny Castillo over, he had a chance to work in the offseason and, and figure out the position, right? And after a few years, and remember, he got the hamstring injury in 04, and that pretty much put a kibosh on the idea of him playing left field, and then they struggled at, at third base, and they moved him back there, right? It's not like Chipper ended his career in left field. He played a couple few seasons when they brought Vinny Castilla in, and then as it didn't work out at third and he got hurt, they're like, okay, let's bring him back in and let's get him back playing where he's supposed to be. So it's not as easy to say, oh, just throw him out there in left field. And I understand, Pete Deer, Jose Canseco, I get all that. But those guys at least played some outfield. You know, even Marcelo Zuna and uh, Eddie Rosario, at least those guys have played in the outfield before. These kids never Maybe in high school or something he played there, but he's never played a professional game out in left field. So before you start just shoving guys out there because you think that's the easiest thing to do, before you start putting guys out there who've never spent a minute of their life in the outfield, you got to get those guys ready. I'm not saying that he can't convert long-term to an outfield. that position. So, again, you know, they're going to have – they're going to have some very interesting decisions to make about this roster as Arcia and Ozzy and everybody else comes back uh, out there. So uh, night off for the Braves, and again, they'll start a very interesting series in St. Louis tomorrow. Uh, Falcons continue their prep. Final day today of the co-joint practices with the Jacksonville Jaguars. They'll have the day off tomorrow. Then we'll get ready for final preseason game. Don't forget, we got the Wade Ford tailgate show that starts. Hugh Douglas and I will take you from 11 to 1. And then at 1 o'clock, we get into pregame coverage of Falcons and Jaguars. Harper LaBelle, Chris Goforth, they'll have all of that coverage for you. And then, what is it, Dylan? Is it 3 or 3.30 is the kick on uh, on Saturday. I think it's a 3 o'clock kick is what the um, what the kick is on Saturday. So, of course, that'll be Wes and Dave that will have – or, sorry, um, yeah, Wes and uh, Dave will have the uh, the call at 3 o'clock for you on the kick. Final preseason game. And then next Tuesday, it's going to be very interesting. It'll look like the five – And what's also going to happen on Saturday? You're going to you're trying to figure out probably realistically the last five or six roster spots is where you at. My guess is they have on their whiteboard probably a pretty good idea of what most of this roster looks like. You're probably looking at spots you know 48, 49, 51, two and three. Right, is about where you're left. Not much left, but they'll figure it out and they'll have to by next Tuesday. You got a lot of cuts. You got to make come up four o'clock on Tuesday. 
All right, when we get back, we are supposed to have Andrew Jones joining us. We will uh, talk to the former Braves superstar, and uh, a lot of people think she'd be in the Hall of Fame as well. We are live at Top Golf in Midtown for an event that is uh, benefiting Daughters Against Alzheimer's. It's the Forget Alls event. John Chuckery here live, Sports Radio after the game in the Odyssey.com app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back to John Chuckery, live at Top Golf Midtown for the Forget Owls event. On Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Back with you on the John Chuckery Show as we are live here at Top Golf in Midtown. The uh, Forget Alzheimer's event benefiting uh, Daughters Against Alzheimer's and uh, a great event to out here from uh, for these folks here tonight, uh, raising money to try to benefit the fight against Alzheimer's. And we have a very, very special guest with us here as Braves legend Andrew Jones is part of this event here tonight. Andrew, so good to have you here, and thanks for being a part of this, man. Uh, this is a really cool event and having a fun time tonight. Oh, thank you for having me, first of all. Um, you know, I appreciate all the sponsors, all the fans and their friends and, you know, good teammates that show up and, and, and support a great cause. Um, you know, I've been doing this for like five years already, and, um, you know, when they approached me with it, um, it touched me very well because I had a couple of friends that, that have – You've been running around Eastlake. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little tired right now. Um, I play 18 today. Um, I'm a little tired, but um, you know, I'm a trooper. I'm, I'm going to make it work. Well, let, let's talk about this Braves team because there's a lot of fun. This will pep you up talking about this Braves team. Is one of the, you know, look, nobody could have seen all of these young guys, the Striders, the Michael Harris, the Vaughn Grissoms, right? Is one of the benefits of youth the fact that you don't know what you don't know, you just come up to this level and you just start playing? You don't overthink what you're doing? You just go play? 100%. 100% because, you know, some, sometimes you don't realize where you're at and you're just in that groove from playing down in double-A or, or A-ball or triple-A, having a great year, and you're just rolling, and and you're just going to go out there and have fun. And, and especially when you get on a team that is on, you know, the team that's playing really good, um, you just go have fun. And um, I'm so proud of all these young kids that's coming up and, and, and doing a great job. Um, you know, it started earlier. You know, you could have started early. You can name a lot that is already have two, three years in the big league already. You know, the Yakuna, the 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 Ozzy, the Swansons, um, Riley. You can name them. You know, all those guys came from the from the from the organization, and you know they were young, and now now they got a couple years in the in in, in the in the league, and three years in the league. They put in a, 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 a right statement for these young kids coming through the my leagues and saying like you know i play with him you know i think i can be there too so um you know i'm so proud of of um 
Michael and, and, and Vaughn coming out and doing what they're doing and help this team win another championship. How difficult is the jump to go from double A right up to the majors? You have no triple A where you might see more major league caliber players, but how tough is that jump to just go from a Mississippi up here? I don't know because I have to go to triple A. I um, only went to AAA for like maybe, uh, you know, 12, game, coffee, right? 12 games, but um, I had to. But, you know, you, you talk with, with Major League players or scouts or managers, they tell you AA is one of the toughest leagues in, in the league, playing minor league. Um, AA, you got all these guys that, that are raw, that throw hard, they just raw baseball, they just play hard. Um, you know, AAA is more like a veteran league. You know, you got a little older here. You got a little young guy that's trying to make it happen. But um, Double A is, is is such a great league because you know we can see now there's a lot of guys that are coming from Double A um, to the to the major league. So um, you know, I'm I'm just proud of our organization what we've been doing. Um, you know, teaching the kids the right way to play the ball, and then they come into the major league and 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 continue to do what they do. Andrew Jones is joining us here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game as we are live here at Talk Off in mid event that is benefiting Daughters Against Alzheimer's. It's the Forget Alzheimer's event. So I'm not trying to compare, mm -hmm. but Max Fried and Kyle Wright, those two guys look like aces at the very top of the step. I'm not trying to say it's like anybody you played with or anything <laughs> like that, but I will say I think Max Fried's the best left-handed and Kyle Wright at 16 and 5 doing what he's doing. These guys look like they're the next rating of whatever they're going to be. But two horses at the top of rotation. Well, you know, like, like you know, they're trying to bring it back like it was in the 90s. I mean, uh, we have pitching staff. We're pitching staff and good defense. And we would have had maybe three four guys would hit maybe 30 home runs here and there and um, we got guys driving in runs so um, you know I, I, I'm, I'm happy while I got a staff and uh, you know this young young what they doing I mean Max Free I can't say much what he you know what he did all year last year you know struggle a little bit guys figuring him out and he made his adjustment and went back and and shut the team down so um, you know he's, he's learning he's become a man of himself and um, you can see what he's doing and, and Kyle Wright, you know, after after that day off, you know, extra day off we, we give him, um, he's out there and do what he, he's supposed to do. I think he's easily going to win 20 games this year. So you were an outstanding young player, maybe the best defensive center fielder the game has ever seen. When you watch a Ronald Acuna Jr. and you look at his skill set and his talent, does it even amaze you a little bit? Do you see a little bit of yourself in him? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, it, it, Early in his career, he, he was really out 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 there and, and trying to make other plays. And you know, I think before he, he told me, he say I, I I just want to be a right fielder. I mean, that kid Mike Harrison though, it's a different story. He's he's special. He's very special. Yeah. I saw him I saw him early, and you know, you know we have discussion when we're gonna bring him up or when, and you know what I was seeing from from videos and 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 his numbers and and reports, um, he was ready to come up. And I'm very happy that we promote him. Um, I think when we got when we when, when he made it made it up to the major league, we could have seen what defense would do with a team. And um, he show up, and after that, we went on a good strike. Is it easier when when you're really good defensively and you've got speed and you can steal bases and things like that? 
is it easier to transition into the majors where nobody's asking you nobody asked michael harris to come up and hit 300 he's just done it but they knew his defense and his speed and ability to steal the base and score from first on a ball hit the wall is it easier to get acclimated when you can do those other things like that i mean i don't know what to say easy but um you know we know he can hit but i think we didn't call him up for his hitting we call him right. up for for save us some runs in the in the outfield and and do what he what he what he can do and you know he's doing what he, what we saw that he can do and um you know we extremely proud of him and and you know you can see we extend him to a a eight-year contract so um, <laughs> yeah. you know we wanted to keep all these young guys together and i think we can build a big core of all these guys together and um it's going to be interesting um you know i think a few guys more in the minor league that's on the upcoming but um i think I think what we're seeing right now, I think that's it. You know, it's a big core. I think we're going to have them for at least 10 years. How crazy is it to think that Alex Anthopoulos has signed these guys, built this core, Riley, Ozzy, Ronnie, Harris. I mean, he's keeping all of these guys. It, it's not normal to see it like this, right? I mean, you know, to keep all these guys together this young. Uh, I mean, he's a great GM. I mean, <laughs> I think he's a super GM. Um, you know, the moves that he did last year to – to get the team ready to go out there and win a World Series was amazing. I mean, I mean, I, I, I was in shock when we saw when I saw all the trading, and I was like, "Wow, we need so many outfielders." <laughs> um, but um, you know, when when it, when it got together, and I was like, "Yeah, I totally understand that." So now we can move here, move there a little bit. But um, you know, I don't know why he tell these kids. I don't know why he tell the agents. But um, he's doing the right he's thing. Working, he's right? working and he's putting the right, you know, he's putting the right, you know, right move on the kids. And they accepting, they accepting the deals. And um, and they, they are great deals. I mean, I would have signed all those deals that those kids <laughs> deals, you know, right off the gate if they offered me at 21, 22 years old. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely proud of the front office. I'm extremely proud of the team. I mean, you know, we. We're building something back, and, um, you know, we were one one year away from, you know, doing earlier than we did last year. But um, I think by not making it that year before made us hungry, and yeah. I think everything worked out the right way. And, and great move that, that the front office did, and, um, you know, it paid off. We had a, we have another championship. Well, it's funny that you bring that up because I've talked about this, that I think one of the – I think when you see the Braves – they're not just complacent on what they did last year. And I think part of that is the young guys. I think having Harris and Grissom and these kinds of guys and Strider, young guys that invigorate your club, that they're hungry. So, you know, while you didn't have a lot of turnover, having those young guys is like that shot of vitamin B12 in your arm, right? It gives you yeah, that, that I mean, boost. You know, Harris said it clearly. You know, last year he sat there and watched – Watch the team celebrate right. the World Series. So now he's he's eager to get there and bring you know bring that to to celebrate that in one more year. And um, you know we haven't haven't back to back here in a long time. So why not you know the Atlanta Braves again? <laughs> so um, you know they have the talent. Everything is working. Are out. they better this year? Uh, uh, do you think the Braves are better this year? Uh, well, it may not honestly, translate. <laughs> it may not translate in October, right? Because well, it's hard to you repeat. Know, it's hard to say anything. I can tell you. After the World Series, <laughs> I can tell you. After but the isn't World that Series, good? I can't tell you. But that. isn't that good that that's where the measuring stick is back to, though? Is is being a championship well, ball club? I mean, let me tell you, though, this organization since I've, I've been with the Braves in 1996, our goal when we walk into the clubhouse is to win the World Series. Right. I mean, it doesn't matter if we had a great team or we had a team that was iffy or we were missing piece in there. 
but our goal was to win the World Series. And every time when we break the camp, Bobby Cox will say, hey, we're building a team to win the World Series. We might have to miss here and there, a couple of injuries here and there, but we will go get guys that can help us. Um, you know, I can remember we, we probably should have won probably more World Series or been to more World Series, but we were missing one piece. And I think what happened this year that, that um, last year that on top of us did, he made the right moves and went get the guys that the team needed and, and they produced. When you see Brian Snicker, does it remind you a lot of Bobby Cox? You, you see a lot of that in there? Obviously, uh, well, he was with the organization it, it, forever. You know, I don't, I'm proud of Brian, man. And all these went through, you know, up, you know, from, you know, I'm missing through the whole minor league when I was down there coming through. Uh-huh. Every time I was going to this, he was going a lower A. When I was going to the double A, he was in triple A. So he was, I miss him as a manager. But talk with him, you know, through the years. He's a great man. And I, I can't be more proud of him. You know, he's, he's in a great situation. I won't tell you he's like Bobby Cox. Bobby Cox, I think, might be a little bit more red ass than him <laughs> but um he know how to handle with you know the uh, a team and how to get them going last thing for you and we appreciate your time today. Yeah. thanks for coming out and talking with us here austin riley is really you know he's accelerated on the fast track himself a guy that you know was talked about in trade rumors a couple years ago now you're talking about maybe in the you know maybe second at worst in the hunt for the mvp how amazing has it been to watch his growth and how he's really become one of the real leaders of this team? Well, I saw Aston Raleigh when he was in A-ball when I was going down there and, 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 and you know, roving around and talk with his kids and, you know, give them the right knowledge of the game or what I see or whatever. Um, I know what Aston Raleigh can do. You know, he was a cold glove third baseman, great arm, and a tremendous power. Um, you know, you can say that when you're in, in a ball, you can see that. But, um, you know, when you get to the major league, you have to make the adjustments. And when he got there, he was, you know, he was all right. But the last two years, he made the right adjustments. And we can see what Australia can do now. It's going to be a fun October. It's going to be a fun. Uh, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be another big playoff run. I can't wait. Get man. ready. Get your I legs can... get your legs healthy and ready to go, man. Let's go. I can't wait. <laughs> Andre Jones, All appreciate right. it, buddy. Thanks so much for Thank being a part uh, of this event. So there you go. Great stuff uh, here. And, uh, look, we're having a great time out here at Top Golf in Midtown. A great event that we've got going on here. Obviously, benefiting the daughters for daughters against the Alzheimer's. It is the Forget Alzheimer's event. And we're going to be with you here until 11 o'clock this evening. The event itself goes until 9 o'clock uh, tonight. And Andrew is one of the uh, hosts uh, for the event. So very cool to catch up uh, with him. And still looks in great shape. Looks like he can go track down a couple of fly balls out in, uh, in center field. All right, more to come when we get back. John Chuckery live on Sports Radio After the Game and the Odyssey.com app. Now, more John Chuckery. Live at Top Golf Midtown for the Forget Owls event. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back with you on the John Chuckery Show as we are live at Top Golf here in Midtown. Great event going on this evening. It's to forget Alzheimer's, benefiting the Daughters Against Alzheimer's. And uh, we've got a lot of folks uh, here that we're talking to tonight. Two more former Braves here with me. Greg McMichael, Marquise Grissom, 
Guys, thanks so much for being a part of this event. Thanks for so much uh, for joining me up here this evening. How yeah. you guys doing? You guys, you guys getting a few swings in, a few cuts in? I mean, what's going on out here? He hasn't yet. He needs to get out there. Yeah, well, at least we can't hack it up here. <laughs> <laughs> it all goes straight here. <laughs> Let me ask you guys. You guys both had big impacts in the major leagues very early on in your career. When you watch a Michael Harris and a Vaughn Grissom come up from double A, I was just asking Andre this, you coming up from double A, and you just pop right in, you're going to start, and you're making this kind of impact. Is it crazy? I mean, for somebody who doesn't isn't a professional baseball player, how crazy is it to watch guys just jump through, not even see AAA, and make this kind of impact? Well, I think I, I just think um, you, the ultimate dream is to get to the big leagues. And then when you get that opportunity, you kind of want to seize that moment. But for those two guys, Vaughn and Michael Harris, it is just unbelievable to see what we're seeing out of those guys. Um, Michael, I had an opportunity to work with a lot the last couple of years, so mm -hmm. I kind of knew what was in the tank with him. But still, you don't know what you're going to get when the guy gets to the big. It's a whole different ball game than double-A and triple-A. And to see those guys take on that moment and challenge that moment and be doing so well, it's just it's unbelievable. And I'm just happy to be a part of it. I mean, we, we've seen a lot of guys during our careers that, that were promising and and I, I always laugh because you could see guys in the bullpen and they could get the 27 Yankees out, right? Right. And then when they get up on the mound in the game, um, and I used to laugh, there was a there was a young man named Billy Ashley for the Dodgers. This guy was 6'6", 260, built like Atlas. And during batting practice, he hits it over the scoreboard, just bam, bam, bam. And he'd get in the game, I'd throw him three change-ups, and he'd go sit down in the dugout, and he'd go back down to AAA. I mean, he just, he just couldn't translate from AAA to the big leagues. So you just never know. I mean, you can have all the talent in the world, but if you can't mentally put it together. So I think, like Marquis correct, it's, it's amazing how you see these guys and you hope that they do it. You hope that they can translate from whatever level they're playing at into the big leagues, but it's just not that easy. It's just something's got to be different about you to be able to do that. So it is special. It's fun to watch, especially at such a young age. I mean, Andrew did it too. We, right. we were, Marquise and I were amazed that just Andrew comes up, he hits two home runs and, you know, against the Yankees in the World Series. So we knew he was special, talent, but you just never know if it's going to click during the game. In that situation, is it just easier – when you come up here to throw in the fire, just go out and start. Go play center field tonight. Go do this. Go do that. Whatever. Go play second day. Is it is it easier so you don't start thinking about, you don't get too caught up in, man, I'm looking at the clubhouse and I got per diem money and I got this. Is it easier just go play, kid. Go, go out there and go get it done. I definitely believe so because I remember in 1989 when I got my first start, you know, becoming a starter because Otis Nixon, Dave Martinez, those guys were ahead of me and they were pretty good players. And Buck Rogers in the office, he said, guess what, son? You're going to play center field no matter if you hit 200 or 300. And they're veterans, you know, 132-year-old veterans. And I got that opportunity to play all the weight off. And I think that's the same thing happening with, with Michael Harris, knowing that he's going to play every day. And uh, he go get a chance to go out there and just play a talent. He's doing one hell of a job. Hardest thing is, is when you're on the team, in the big leagues, and you never know. You, you got to go four for four to stay up there. Right. That's the hardest thing for you know. And I, I, I was very fortunate that I made the team out of spring training, and I never spent another day in the minor leagues. And and uh, I agree with Marquise. It's not that I knew that, but the fact that I wasn't worried about um, 
going down the next day. Whereas now it's a lot harder to go down. It was harder to go down back then because they changed the rules on all these options, right? So now it's like a merry-go-round. Mm-hmm. You know, guy pitches a lot, they send him down. That's 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 the most difficult thing. So I think it's harder nowadays for that for that reason. And you you came right in as a closer. So I mean, you started off closing before you transitioned. Were you always that? Did you just kind of have that bulldog mentality that I can just I can come in, close out these games, and I'm just going to do what I do up here? Well, Bobby was smart, and, and of course, you know when you're coming in behind Dixon, Glavin, and Smoltz, and Avery, and those guys, there's a lot of pressure to that. Right. Um, I think I, I didn't come out. Now Brad Klontz came out in '95, and he was a closer out of spring training, and he was a rookie. That was a lot more. That was a lot more difficult. I got my feet a little bit wet, and I, and I didn't. It wasn't until the second half that they put me as the closer. So I was able to get some confidence and understand that I that I knew I belonged and I was there and I saw a lot of success early on and that allowed me to transition to a closer. But there again, I don't care if it's a starting center fielder or if it's a closer or if you're batting cleanup, there's something difficult about mentally that you've got to over hurdle and, and everybody can't do that. So I give a lot of credit to Vaughn and, and uh, Michael for, for the transition they made because not only did they do it in the middle of the season, but they've done it on a team that has a lot of expectations right, and right. are very good. So it's not like they came up to the Pittsburgh Pirates where there's nine rookies on the team, you know, or nine rookies playing. You know, it's it's a different situation. Greg McMichael, Marquise Grissom joining us here. We are live at Top Golf in Midtown for the Forget Alzheimer's event benefiting Daughters Against Alzheimer's. Let me ask you, a lot of people, and they're texting me, they're Twittering me and all this kind of stuff. Everybody's like, why don't you just put Vaughn Grissom out in the outfield when Ozzy comes back and are seeing all that? Is it that easy to just trans? I, I say this isn't beer league softball, right? <laughs> this isn't your buddies at 3 o'clock in the afternoon in Decatur on a Saturday, right? We're going to go get burgers and beers afterward. The idea of just throwing a guy who's never played a game in professional in the outfield to change positions like that, that can't be easy, right? No way. Uh, Vaughn Grissom is a good athlete. And I'm pretty sure he can go out there and he can play left field, uh, medium. And, uh, and, uh, Adequately. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Ron Deere, you know, uh, yeah. Jose Canseco level maybe. Yeah, yeah that level. But um, I, I, I think this team is in a playoff hunt. And um, you may can get away with that in the regular season, seeing what he can do in the outfield. But uh, when that playoff starts, that ball going to find you every yeah. single time. Yep. So we can't let in. Uh, more run than you lock, than you knock in. <laughs> so I just think uh, we got a lot of good outfielders with Rosario and um, Ozuna and all those guys. We, we got a great team. We got a great problem to have uh, with all those guys over there at the, at the bat. I want to talk to you a little bit about A.J. Minter. I think he's had a monster year for this team. When, when you see guys like him and Tyler Matzik, I mean, one of the, I don't want to say unsung heroes because we saw what they did in the World Series in the playoff run last year. But what Minter and Matzik and guys like that bring to your club, to your point, like you feel like you're you're starting pitcher and you go out and you got a lead, you feel like okay, I just hand the ball to any one of those guys and they're going to keep it for me. Yeah, I mean you got Rodriguez and and uh, the the, the and Iglesias now, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. yeah, and um, what I'm so proud of those guys for is the fact that those were two gentlemen that went through a lot of adversity mm-hmm. so and i think you know tyler's story is pretty well known at this point where he got the yips and was out of baseball but if you look at aj's story aj was touted very high i mean he was throwing 97 98 100 i think a lot of people thought he was gonna be a closer well yeah time. i mean yeah. he came in but then it's like every bat every ball found a bat there for a period of time and he got sent down and he was no good and he would admit that to him and it took him uh 
being mentored a little bit in the bullpen by some veteran guys. And, man, he has turned it around. He has just been solid. And he changes speeds. He goes in. He goes out. He goes up. up he's down. I'd put him up against anybody in the league right now. And he doesn't have to be the closer, but he could be the closer for somebody. But he doesn't have to be on this team. But, man, he pitches whatever inning is, is he's in, he's closing it out. What does it mean when you guys see the general manager locking up the core of a team for so long? Riley and we saw the deal for Michael Harris. I mean, what does that mean as a player when you see your general manager going out and saying, we know we're really good. Let's not let anybody get away from us. That's a major commitment to winning. And uh, and then once you you win over the nucleus of that clubhouse and that team, now everybody's coming to the ballpark knowing <laughs> what you're going to get every single day out of every single player. And once that nucleus get, to, get going in the right direction like they're doing right now, what, 14 out of 16? Yeah. That's what it's all about. And I think um, Alex has done an outstanding job, you know, since he's been here. I mean, how exciting he is for the fans. Yeah. I mean, like he said, you know, I, I want somebody to be able to buy Michael's jersey and say I grew up watching that guy. And, I mean, that's what he's done with with, with uh, Acuna and Albies and uh, Riley and, and now with uh, – I'm sure some of these young guys are like, I want to get to the big leagues. All I can do is play good for two well, months, that's a, and I'm going to get a contract. Well, that's a, <laughs> right, right, you know, we just talked to Andrew Jones, and he's like, I'd have signed any one of those yeah, deals. That's you know, right. If, they, if they'd offered me, me too, that deal, I'd have signed one of those sure deals. Sure wasn't doing the same thing for us <laughs> at that time. <laughs> i got to ask you a personal question. All right, I grew up in Northeast Ohio as an Indians fan. So my whole life, and, and I'm half a century now out there. I tell you, I was never more frustrated than in 97. You know, I, I, I just, there's so many bad memories uh, about that. And I, and I'd say you were part of it just in the sense of when Alomar hit that two-hopper to Renteria at shortstop and you broke, and I was like, oh, man, please don't get thrown out. Please don't get thrown out at home. That was a, that was a hell of a team and a team not expected to go there, especially coming off 95 and things like that. But how special was that group? How frustrated were you guys that you didn't close that series out and win that series? Oh, man, we was very frustrated. We had the team. You know, we had the veteran mm -hmm. team. We had all the pieces that we needed uh, from starter to closer to middle relief, and we played well the whole season. And to, to let that last game get away from us, I just think um, it, was, it was probably the most disappointing game I ever played. Because we were expected to win. Yeah. And and, and there was no way and bust about it. If we got past the Yankees and the Orioles, it was ours. Yeah. And that's the way we viewed it. And uh, all short, it was just devastating. What does it take to be a closer at the big league level? I mean, you've done it. What What is the mindset that you have to have? Because that role was 10 or 15 years ago. You know, obviously different from 20, 30 years ago. But even today... What you're asked to do as a closer in these high leverage situations, what do you got to have mindset-wise to be able to do that job? Well, I mean, personally, I think it's a little easier to be a closer nowadays because you're not asked to do as much from the standpoint of, I mean, back when Gene Garber was a closer, he had three inning saves. I right. mean, I had three inning saves. But the thing is, I, I pitched when we were down a run, we were tied, we were up a run, we were up by three runs. Now... I mean, these these guys aren't sniffing the field if they're, if they're tied or down. Right. I mean, they're only expected to do one job. And that's because of the expanded roles in the bowl. It doesn't mean the closers aren't are better, you know, or, or worse. But it everybody's just means more that, defined Yes, now there's the way more. Back then, I mean, we you were either a setup guy, a mop-up guy, or a closer. And so now you have three or four setup guys. You know, you have a middle guy, two setup guys, and a closer. So everybody has more defined roles where back then – you know, your your closer was, was the your best pitcher, 
So you you want anytime it was close because like, think about this team. Anytime it's within one run or two runs or three runs, you think we're going to win. So Bobby would always say, "Well, you got to pitch because if you just hold them there, you're our best guy of the bullpen. So if you hold us there, then we're going to win this ball game." And so now they have three or four of those guys, right? right. Whereas before right. it wasn't like that. Last question for you both. Uh, so I'm getting a pulse, everybody. Things can change in October. Is this team better right now? Is this team better than last year's team? That's a great question. I would say yes because of the pieces. And and Kyle Wright and what he's doing, that pitcher staff that we've got. about him and Max Fried at the top of this rotation? I mean, those guys are ridiculous. Yeah. Max Fried's the best left-hander in baseball. I'll say it. You don't have to say it. Oh, I'll yeah. say it for you. Oh, yeah. We're, we're sitting pretty good right now. <laughs> yeah. And Soroka's the number two getting ready to getting ready to come in in that fifth spot. And he's he's a, you know, a young uh, candidate. And, and, so. I mean, when – I love watching Strider just rear back and fire. Like, just, here you go. You, you want it? 100 miles an hour at you. Does he remind you of anybody? Anybody that you can think of or anybody you faced? I mean, a guy that could just rear back and just bring it up there. Not that size, though. I know. Not that size. Rob Dill was Billy Wagner, Billy, Billy Wagner from the left side was yeah. like that. But I just, I love Strider, too. I just like the way the ball explodes out of his hand. Mm-hmm. And I think he would be a great closer. Yeah, that's, that's what I wondered about what his future would be in that role. But Marquise Grissom, Greg McMichael, guys, thanks so much for being a part of the event. Thanks for spending a few minutes with me here. Enjoy the evening. Go hack it up a, a little bit. Get some food and, uh, you know, enjoy. Thank you very so much it. for being a part of the show. Thanks, so. thanks for having me. All right. Uh, when we come back, more to come. I mean, we're having a great time out here. We are live at Top Golf in Midtown. It is the Forget Alzheimer's event as we are benefiting against Alzheimer's Foundation, and uh, we're going to speak for those folks a little bit later on in the show. It's a lot of fun out here tonight. Weather cleared up. Weather looks good. A few little dark clouds here and there, but we are in good shape otherwise. All right, we'll come back to the top of the hour. It is Sports Radio Night for the Game and the Audit. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.